Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Blog Talk Radio. Para Women Radio. No silly girl talk about makeup or clothes. <laughs> no, these dark darlings talk about the bizarre, the strange, and the supernatural with other extraordinary women in the paranormal. Join our chat moderated by Shannon Overland. And now, here they are, Amy Williamson and Beverly Van Pelt, the Gothic Gourmet. Welcome to Para Women Scream Radio. It is Thursday, July 15th. I'm Amy. Tonight we have a great show for you. We have guest host Jess Dion joining us. Shannon Overland. Hey, Jess. Shannon Overland's going to be joining us with an extended, supersized version of the Para World News. We've got big, big talks, big doings, big announcements going on tonight. So Jess and I are just going to kind of sit back and chitty chat and also let the audience get to know us a little bit and we're going to be divulging some top secret information. And like I said, we're going to be having Shannon Overland come on. We're going to play some good music. It's going to be a fantastic evening. Hey, Jess, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm fantastic. I've had a great day. That's good. That's always shopping. good to hear. Yeah, I'm a shopper, and I did some shopping. Oh, jealous. I stayed at home all day, but I guess it's a good thing. You didn't have to go out and hit the pavement and deliver the mail? Oh, I had. I do that every day, but actually oh. I stayed home afterwards for once all week. <laughs> We've been out every day this week, so staying home was great. And caught up oh. on a lot of stuff I needed to do at home. It's a scorcher here in Michigan. I mean, it's like, it was like 98 degrees. It was horrible. Really? Mm-hmm. That's normal for us down here. It was probably about the same here, but that's that's normal. In North Carolina, it's <laughs> hot and humid all summer long, and I went out. I hate yeah. it. I hate it. Everyone's like, how do you like your summer so far? And I'm like, I hate it. I live for the fall and the winter and the spring. I hate summer. I'm not a summer girl. I agree. I definitely agree there. I cannot do heat. I'm trying to get up to even New England. I was. I I want to move to New England, and um, even up there, it's 95 plus up there too. So we're all just well, going to have to in the summer it out, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Well, anywhere. it's not and usually that. Oh. And, you know, when it's cold, it's 
cold in California, which is so strange. I'm jealous. We'll just have to go out there. We're going to California in November, which I am oh, very really? excited about. Yes. We try to go once a year, well, and we haven't been the last – we go to Hollywood. Well, actually, we go uh, around the Hollywood area, but um, my husband's father lives in, um, uh, I don't know, um, El Chupacabra. I don't know. <laughs> you know, one of those. <laughs> oh, something. I can't think of the name of it. But um, it's like, it's in the desert, but it's, it's probably like um, maybe like an hour and a half outside of Hollywood. So we usually go visit him and... Um, Rialto, that's what it's called. And uh, then we go and um, stay on the strip and get our tattoos done. And I'm hoping that I can do an investigation out there and also meet up with some of the um, scream queens that I've become acquainted with through the radio show, like Michelle Tomlinson, Leah Savoli, Heidi um, Martinez. So hopefully we can get some kind of investigation slash horror thing going on. Awesome. That sounds like it would be awesome. I've been to California once, and I want to go back. It was nice. I really liked it. What did you go for? Um, my aunt used to live out in Huntington Beach, um, so we went out to visit her, and we spent Christmas out there in a cottage in wherever the ski resort is by there, like an hour away. Bear, uh-huh. Bear Mountain? I don't know. I can't oh, remember what it know- was called, but... Yeah, we actually, um, the last time we went, we stayed on Bear Mountain. My It's a ski resort, and uh, my mom has a timeshare for a condo, but we went in um, August. Very beautiful. And, you know, a weird thing that we went up to the actually where the ski thing, it was up the ski, I don't know, when it's empty. What's it called? When it's the mountain, up further in the mountain. And um, I swear... I saw, like, we saw a dwelling, and I'm like, hey, that could be, like, a Bigfoot dwelling. It was, like, um, <laughs> don't tell yeah. and then, and then the next, yes, and then the next thing I know, I, uh, I have a picture, and I'll show it to Eric, um, where you see my little foot, and Ian tromped across it, but there's this huge footprint, like, it's, like, enormous, gigantic footprint. And, um, of course, it was mocked by Ian just walking around, my husband. But um, you can see <laughs> where it could have easily been a dwelling for a Bigfoot. Wow. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. It that's was definitely cool. that. That's Eric's thing. I'd probably run away screaming like a little girl. And then so I'd the get upset because I got a tick on me. Too. I love the Bigfoot as well. He's into anything. Could, he, want, he wants to find the New Jersey Devil. That's his biggest thing. Jersey Devil? Um, I'm more yeah. of a Bigfoot. I'd like to go on a Bigfoot hunt. I could do it. You just have to have lots of bug spray. I cannot. What is I your... I um, Uh-huh. I love the woods. Yeah, bug I can't spray. I get eaten alive, and I end up with, like, 20 ticks on me every time I go, so... <laughs> It stopped. Yeah, like we had a, uh, yeah, we had an incident with that with the family. They went in geocaching, and uh, the kids ended up, well, my daughter ended up with a tick on her, and Eric ended up with two on him, and <laughs> they haven't been since. 
Well, I um I had a tick on me this year. We were we were I, I don't know where we had been. Oh, we went out mushroom hunting and uh I was sitting in the car and there was a tick on me and I freaked out. I don't like ticks. Oh. Me neither. I can't yeah. do them. They're they're they freak me out. There's I don't a lot do of bugs that learn to deal with. Either. Yeah. Ticks, ants and roaches. I don't like any of those. No. Ants? Though? Actually, ants are yeah, bad. I have, I have bad dreams about ants. Like I've had dreams like where millions of them are swarming underneath my bed. Oh, yeah, that would bother me. You get a dream analysis on there and tell me what that means. Because I'm really good at usually analyzing dreams, but I can't analyze my own. Like I would like break it down. Like, well, ants have to do with patience and moving the sands of time and. But what does it mean when a million of them are swarming underneath your bed while you're sleeping? I don't know. Anxiety, maybe? Anxiety about... What's the feeling I get? Well, being if you have a million of them, it's definitely going to be a threatening feeling, but it's not necessarily on you or stopping you in any way, but being under the bed. Um, it's supposed to be a place of, of relaxation. Um, but then you're not able to leave, so it's kind yeah. of a trapping feeling. Yeah. Well, and with ants, usually when there's one, there's more. There's like tons more where they where oh, that yeah. one came from. Oh yeah. So. <laughs> we have those sugar ants, and oh, every year we have to figure out their new spot that they can get into the house and put a stop to it. We've been having these huge, big carpenter ants, and I'm like, ooh, ooh, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) I do a little dance after I kill them. I'm like, ah, because they just like splat, like the biggest splat possible. Oh, yeah. So if you had to pick a a cryptozoological animal that you would go after, what would you be interested in? Hmm. I think I'd be interested in the chupacabra because it's a really fun word. And I'm still so on a sense of, of what people are seeing. It looks so much like a dog, but it doesn't. I don't know. It would be interesting to try and find one myself to see if there was something, to see if it is actually a cryptid. Mm-hmm. Well, that's my theory. My my theory on the El Chupacabra is it's going to be the first um, crypto animal that will be actually... Um, recognized as a true species because there's so many of them um, and so many sightings and they're actually getting like um, carcasses that I really feel like that's going to be the one that's going to be recognized as a true species. Yeah, I think so too. I think it definitely exists. It's just a matter of um, where did it come from and what is it? It's more the intrigue of, of finding if it is yeah, actually a species I, of a dog or if it is some a different actual species that just looks like a dog. Or it's a mutation of something, but it's definitely a yeah. ground-dwelling animal. And maybe that's why we haven't found it, because it, it dwells in, in, the down, in the ground and it's nocturnal. Yeah, that could definitely be it. But that kind of, it kind of, I, I don't know. I definitely, I... There's enough evidence, I think, to say it's there, which it's it's getting close. And and as Eric put it, he's really big into um, into cryptozoology. You know, a lot of things 50 years ago were cryptids that are 
readily known and available nowadays that we don't even bat an eye at, you know, the giant squid and all the other things that mm-hmm. people saw in the sea, but they really weren't that out there. People just hadn't seen them yet, so therefore they were legends and they were just stories at that point, and nobody ever thought they'd see a giant squid, but here we are. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the ocean, I mean, every, like, I don't know, I see on the, my news feed, you know, every so often, like, they found a new animal in the ocean. Like, the ocean is so mm-hmm. vast that there's so many, I think, you know, like, in this day and age, everyone's like, oh, how could there be undiscovered animals? And I just really think that there there could and there is. Yeah. Especially in the ocean. Yeah, they would be ignorant to say we've, you know, just because you haven't seen it or discovered it, yes, it isn't there isn't anything else to be discovered on this earth. There, there's so yeah. much. Yeah. Especially so, the ocean. It, yeah, the ocean especially. Because I think just like last week, I saw some kind of like little squid-looking thing that they, they've officially named. I didn't read the whole article, but they've officially said, you know, they found a new creature in the sea. So. Hmm. That would be interesting. Hmm. So uh, do you have anything exciting coming up? Any um, conferences or anything uh, like that that you're going to be doing? We're trying our hardest. <laughs> With the uh, economy the way it is, we have a, an event out in Charlotte um, August 4th, 13th, 4th, the weekend of that, the 13th, 14th, 15th, I think. Um and then we're going to be doing Dragon Con in September, which I'm super excited about. Uh, oh. so conference, conference um, before that, what is that? Is it like a paranormal conference? or? Eric told me about it this morning, and I can't remember the name of it, um, which makes me feel really horrible because I should know. I've known the name of it for months, and for some reason it's not coming to my brain right now. <laughs> I know it's in Charlotte, and um, I know a lot. I know like John Zappas is going to be there, and uh, Bishop Long, and there's a lot of people, a lot of really cool people going to be there. Um, I can't remember what it's called. It'll hit me in the middle of the show when I'm not thinking about it anymore. Um, Shout it out, <laughs> but my brain froze. Yeah. <laughs> Middle of the sentence, I'll just be like, yeah, that's it. But but you're going remember. to Dragon Con, so that's exciting. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm very excited. It'll be our third time going. Um, it's probably going to be more crowded than ever. Probably so. Uh, I'm very jealous about Dragon Con. Um, yeah, it's it's extremely fun. It's called Phantom Con, and it's in Hickory, North Carolina. Phantom. <laughs> Eric told me. Um, Be attending yeah, it, or are you speaking at it? I think we're just attending it because um, it kind of got to last minute. I don't know. I think it was still like in negotiations and we were kind of on the fence because once money got a little bit tighter, we didn't want to be like, okay, well, we're going to speak and then not show. Um, mm-hmm. So we're, it's kind of riding. We're seeing where it can go. And now it's getting close. We're seeing if we can get um, 
if we can get the time and babysitting and money to get out there. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'd love, love to go, but um, with Dragon Con, there was so much planning involved and so much money being that timing. Uh, yeah. Because well, Dragon Con's not I mean, Dragon Con's huge, so. Yes. For me, that would be my priority. Although that other one sounds pretty cool, too, with the people that you mentioned that are going to be there. Yeah, and I'd love to go. It's just uh, with reservations with the hotel room and stuff like that, it does get uh, quite pricey at Dragon Con. <laughs> and where uh, some of them you can get, like, accommodations and stuff, Dragon Con doesn't generally do that, um, unless you're the big, big dog. Uh-huh. Um, but so we, and we had already bought the hotel room and it was already ready so oh well we're staying it, it'll be well worth it you don't definitely for space. <laughs> definitely I'll be knee deep in um, directing um, Bram Stoker's Dracula in September I uh, really I'm, starting, I'm doing yeah I'm doing auditions I start on Sunday and then the following Friday, and then like a week later, we begin um, rehearsal. So, um, and we're not going to be able to get into the theater until um, when is it? Until mid-August, I think. So um, we have to. <laughs> I think this is kind of funny, but we're going to be uh, rehearsing at a church for the Dracula. Um, until we can get into the theater because they're doing Bye Bye Birdie. And so um, I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. And we uh, hung up posters, and I'm already getting a lot of, there's a lot of buzz. So I'm really excited about it. And I had a feeling that Dracula, because, you know, vampires are so hot right now, mm-hmm. that it would go over well. But I live in a very conservative town, so I was a little bit worried about it. But I'm starting to relax somewhat. Is, um, awesome. Yeah, because you know Bram Stoker is is like it's not the sparkly, glittery vampire that you know it's it's the 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 evil, down and dirty, <laughs> <laughs> the real deal. Yeah, it's like the, the monster. Type. <laughs> there's actually two two roles for the vampire. There's for Dracula. There's one where you actually cast the monster, and then there's actually the other one where you cast the the actual Dracula. So there's two roles for two separate people are going to be playing Dracula. One ah. the monster. One yeah. So it's it's I'm pretty excited about that, and uh, I'm getting ready to do that. And uh, then. Um, my husband and I, we're going to the Canadian-American Paracon August 6th and 7th, oh. um, yeah, in Sarnia, and um, I'm going to be speaking on Victorian women who haunt, um, including, going to include like death rites, post-mortem photography, Victorian, Victorian funerals, um, graveyards, and symbolisms, and a whole bunch of other stuff, so everything like morbid and that relates to the Victorians I'm going to be talking about. Awesome. Yeah, because yeah, that leads into the um, the annual Victorian haunting experience, the third annual. Um, I've been speaking with two places this week, and we're just kind of like finalizing the location. So um, I'm really excited about that. We've been doing it for three years, 
straight. Um, I don't want people to be fooled by imposters because there are a few out there that are trying to capitalize on the, you know, my my coattails. And uh, I just want people to know that um, I've been doing it for three years, and I'm really excited about it. And um, I've been invited to a few libraries to be um, big libraries too, like not just little um, rural libraries, like big city libraries, to give the same lecture. So I'm really Ooh. excited about it. Yeah, That's an awesome and subject. It is an awesome subject, and I'm actually teaming up with another person, and we're um, we're going to do a little uh, spin-off of the Fox Sisters. We're going to be doing like the Fox Siblings, and we're going to um, be giving lectures um, in that capacity. So we're I'm really excited about it and the possibilities, and um, I have my own um, events kind of uh, business, and it's called A Haunting Experience. And if anyone's interested, they can go to www.ahauntingexperience.org, and um, there'll be all the events. It's not updated right now, but it'll be all the events that um, we're going to be doing under that um, that uh, event company. So I'm excited. That sounds, yeah, that sounds like a great time. I wish I lived up there. I'd be doing all that. Well, yeah, and Michigan is like bursting at the seams for you know like events and things like that, and it's, that's why yeah, you know I'm is. just a little I'm a little flabbergasted because like I mean like the Victorian haunting, it's like a pretty unique thing, and like but Michigan isn't that huge of a state for someone that wants to be doing it as well, you know, like is like how many Victorian hauntings can one state hold, really? So I would understand if you were in a different state and you wanted to do it, but or if you're in a different state and you want to hire me to come and do it, I'm okay with that. But it's just like <laughs> you know, there's just so many uh venues and ideas out there that it just you know that I think that um there's enough prosperity in this world that we can all succeed at what we're doing and if you you know if you're good at something then uh do it but don't mimic and copy other people i think that's i agree i definitely agree there i think there's nothing well there's so many aspects to life and you don't have to what fun is it what do you really learn when you just learn from somebody else and copy them yeah well i think some people just see dollar signs you know they're like oh you know that's very true Unfortunately, you know. yeah. Which, but uh, oh, I, oh, I wanted to say, what you want to do it? I'll be, yeah, I'll be broke the rest of my life because I can't do that. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. It's so uncool. But um, also, if you're interested in actually coming to the Canadian American Paracon, there, I, I did see that. Um, the tickets are selling out pretty quickly. Um, if you want to buy them, purchase them, you can go to www.canamparacon.com. That's canamparacon.com. On Friday, we're going to be investigating a haunted location, and we're also going to be having like a cocktail hour where you can kind of meet and greet the speakers that are going to be there, which um, there's an exciting person that I I'm, I can't wait to meet. His name is Aaron Houdini, and he's the only living Houdini in yeah. the world. Yeah. I'm, like, really excited about that. And people that are in the steampunk I heard he was area, super cool, too. 
Did you hear that? I haven't heard anything I about it. I can't remember who it was. It was Chris Dead. It might have been Chris Deadman is the first person that comes to my mind, but do not quote me because I am not positive. Um, I think it was, though. I think he had, was it if there was Scarefest or one of the events he had been to, he said he had met, he met him and that he was a really, really cool guy. Oh, awesome. I can't wait to meet him. Um, I'm really excited, and I know, like, people that are, like, into steampunk, because, you know, Houdini was really into the Victorian era, era and he he desperately wanted to believe in spiritualism, but he saw so many of the psychics doing all, you know, these, these tricks, and he that's actually how he learned a lot of his magical tricks, was he would go to um, seances and watch the search the um, mediums do all their little, you know, tricks and hoodoo and and magicry, and he he kind of like honed that and made it into a magical act. So um, I'm really excited because you know not only am I interested in the Victorian era, but like he's like a descendant of Houdini. Yeah, that's that's awesome in itself. That's just that makes him incredible just by default. <laughs> Yeah, I actually saw speaking on the subject of of like debunking things. Have you ever mm-hmm. seen? Oh, I can't. Remember. I think it's on Sci-Fi. Actually, um, a, a guy by the name of Keith Barry, and he's a mentalist. Um, he's kind of like Darren Brown. They're both English. Um. And he goes on the street and basically can, quote, unquote, he doesn't read people's minds. He just reads their body language and can literally predict their behavior yeah. well enough to be able to look like he's reading their mind, but he's not. I um, have seen that. I, I, I've seen that show. It was on briefly. It didn't last very long, but I have seen that show. Yeah, I just saw it last night for the first time, and it, I was I was on away. still? Maybe it changed not maybe it was a re- Maybe it was a repeat. I don't. Maybe. It only came on the one time, and it didn't say it was new. I just happened to to catch it. Um, I was blown away between him and Darren Brown. They yeah. blow my mind. <laughs> just all I being able to to take the. It's not so much to say that people out there are frauds and that every psychic, I, I definitely believe in the ability to be psychic and things that can't be explained. It's just a matter of a. Uh, like you said, the people with the dollar signs in their eyes that do it and think they can get away with uh, with putting out some general statement and passing that off as a reading and charging $100 for an hour. And hmm. people pay that oh, because know. they've lost somebody very close to them and they're grieving. And yeah. then they just got taken. And Well, the amounts that some psychics charge is just like outrageous you know like yep i can't believe people some people pay that amount i just i know and then even for the people that are that are legit psychics that really are trying to do it for the right reason but they want to do it on the side and they don't want to charge a lot but if you charge twenty dollars people will think you're a fake Mm -hmm. because you don't charge and there's another thing that you're yeah, and there's another thing that irritates me. Um, they they call themselves life coaches or advisors, and it's like you don't have yeah. a degree. You know, if you exactly. had a degree, 
then maybe I would agree with you charging that little extra and putting that little title on you. But if you don't have a degree, I don't think you need to be calling yourself that. Exactly. Really against that. Yeah. yeah, we have a friend that she's she's a PhD in psychology. She she does therapy. She does herbal medicine, but she's certified and and has the degrees to do all the stuff. And she had gone. She went to Switzerland. Uh, I believe she just got back about two weeks ago, but um, to do some lectures and conferences and stuff there. And she got back and told me almost word for word what you just said. She was just like. I really, really want to go on a rant about how people really need to be certified or they need to have some sort of a license to say that they're all these different things. Yeah, I'm surprised that they can get away with that. And I know, like, there have been some law um, court cases where people who have claimed to be this and then the person, like, ends up committing suicide or doing something, and they're liable. I mean, so... I, I I would be very careful if I were someone out there and didn't have a degree and was calling myself all those things. Yeah. And then I have a degree. And you're and, with somebody's life. Yeah, I have a degree in sociology, and I also have my um, CAC, but, and I don't even go out there and call my, you know, self, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a, I, I am a therapist, but I don't go out there and call myself a life coach or like if I, I'd, I'd consider it being a life coach, but I would train under someone and I would get that degree. I would never just like all of a sudden pop out and say, hey, I'm a life coach. Look at me. Yeah. You know? That's just oh, not crazy. But then when oh, people and you really know, take you seriously. They really do. And they think, well, um, this and, you know, call themselves this and this and, you know, and, and they seem to know me, you know, and know what I'm thinking, so they must be legit. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It's scary. Um, yeah, it is. Another that I'm excited to see at the Paracon um, is Keith Age. Um, I haven't oh, seen him. Oh, I love him. Keith Age. Yeah, and I haven't seen him since last year, and I know... He had that little bit of a house scare, so I'm really mm-hmm. excited to see him. And, of course, um, Robbie Thomas, I'm happy to see. And um, um, Michael Esposito, I, I talked to him briefly but I, last year, but I didn't really get to know him that well. So mm-hmm. um, that should be cool, To and David Foltz. So um, I'm really excited about that. Um, hey, Jess, we're going to go into some music. And that when we come great. back, we have an extended, supersized version of the Pear World News. So we'll have the very lovely Shannon Overland joining us. What kind of music are you in the mood for, Jess? Uh, something motivating. Motivating. Yes. Motivating. And okay. positive. Positive and motivating. Let's see. Um, okay. Positive, <laughs> positive and motivating. So we're going to um, actually have some cheery music. We'll go into Jack Montgomery and how about the Leprechaun on Pair Women Scream Radio with Amy Williamson and Jess Dion.
when moonlit night I left break on my fire In a scarlet coat, a cap of green A crookshin by his side Twas tic-tac-tick his hammer went Upon the weenie shoe And I laughed to think of a purse of gold But the fairy was a laughing too The fairy was a laughing too
that was Kelly Anna and the Return of the Sun on Parawoman Scream Radio. I'm Amy, and with me I have Jess. Shannon Overland is going to be joining us in just a momento for the Paraworld News. I want to remind everyone that we have an announcement. Announcements, announcements, announcements. That was actually <laughs> what we would do in, um, when I was a Girl Scout leader. At a camp, when people when we were going to do announcements, we would sing that. So it's always in my head when I say announcements. But um, we do have an announcement, and we're going to make it right after after the Pair World News. So don't go anywhere if you're interested in hearing the big news. Hello, Shannon. Hello, Amy. Hi, Jess. How are you guys? Great. How are you? Well, I oh good, good, good. I'm doing fabulous. Got out of work a little early today because we had a 15-minute thunderstorm that looked more like a hurricane, and we lost power. Um, so about half hour before we normally would get out, we got to leave early. So that was oh, fun. yeah, that's a good day when that happens. <laughs> yeah, we're actually well, getting. Was... We're about to get the storm. It's it's coming this way. The skies Uh-oh. are getting darker. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing we have a shorter. Uh, show on tonight because I'd hate for you to lose power in the middle of a show. I know, and that's kind of why we have a shorter show. And plus, because of the announcement, we have the shorter show. So, Oh, okay. Well, why don't I get right on with my Apparel World News so then we can hear the wonderful announcement. Okay. Well, my first story kind of goes along with what you girls were talking about earlier in the show. Um, And then also, um, Brian um, in the chat room Brian of Kabbalah was talking about it, um, but it, it takes place in Texas. Uh, Richard and Naomi West are pleading with the people of Texas, please stop killing the blue dogs. They just mm-hmm. returned from a week. They just returned from a week-long trip collecting pictures and video of this virtually unknown creature. Their goal was to prove that this strange blue-skinned animal is a very interesting member of the dog family, but has nothing to do with the legend of El Chupacabra. Apparently, a severe case of mange is running rampant through Texas, which can cause a coyote or fox to lose all of its hair, sometimes leaving just a strip along the back. And without the fur to protect its skin, the coyote is exposed to sun and elements that can give them a blue or blue-black appearance over time. So the sickness can also cause the animal to act strangely. And once it died from the mange, the animal's skin pulls back, giving it the appearance of larger teeth than normal. So um, experts are stating that there have been way too many sightings of these kind of creatures for them to simply um, be coyotes with mange. And they think that it might be just a strange hybrid or possibly a new species but it has nothing to do with El Chupacabra. <clears throat> nothing whatsoever to do with it. Well, that's what they say. You know, I, t- I try to be, you know, I do my El Chupacabra stories. You know, yeah. and, and so I'm, I'm trying to take the uh, other side today. And uh, Brian, Brian made some really good points in, in the chat room earlier. And so, I don't know. I don't know what to think about it. I mean, I love El Chupacabra. I love the legend. And, you know, before these these dogs started showing up, I always thought that El Chupacabra was more reptilian, like a, uh-huh. a big 
and now, you know, all these little dogs are showing up, and they're saying, that's El Chupacabra. And I thought, what? Well, maybe. <laughs> but, well, you know, know, the the original reports, when they when the witnesses would draw it, it looked like it was reptilian. Yeah, with, like, wings and everything. And these don't have wings. They're just dogs or, you know, coyotes or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... I would I would love for someone to actually spot an El Chupacabra, get it on tape, whatever. But yeah, you know I I kind of want to tend to agree with these people. Well, we had Phyllis on um, from the the History Channel, and she uh, she had sent um, the specimen that she had away to a lab, but nobody's ever heard anything else about that. That's right. I, I remember that. Yeah. Maybe you should contact her again. I think I will. Good idea. I think I will. Yeah. All right. Well, my next story. um, Throughout modern history, UFOs have been known to target and to literally shut down nuclear power plants around the U.S. Um, So on December 27th of this year, the Deputy Missile Combat Crew Commander, that's the DMCCC, Robert Salas, and UFO researcher Robert Hastings will be hosting a press conference at the National Press Club addressing the issue of UFO interference with nuclear missile facilities over the years. Um, pretty interesting, seeing as how the U.S. military repeatedly states that it, it has no interest in UFOs. Um, but according to uh, Mr. Hastings, more than 100 Air Force nuclear weapons installation personnel have come forward with information about um, UFOs and uh, nuclear power plants. So um, that, that'll be a very interesting press conference. Hopefully we'll get some uh, dirt on that when that happens. When is that happening? September 27th. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. We'll have to report more on that because that's that's really interesting. I'd like an update on that one. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So hopefully we'll get more information as the weeks go on. Um So stay on top I, of that one, Shannon. I I definitely will. I definitely will. You're all over it. <laughs> I'm all over that one. Uh well <laughs> you know you know I love um stories that link to past stories. Um, uh-huh. it's a trend. First, Druids, now Pyramids. Jess, I don't know if you heard um, the news I gave a few weeks ago, but uh, was it Denmark, Amy, or was it Austria? Do you remember? Um, tell me, what did it, what, what's the story, you know? The, the country that hired the Druids to um, attempt to commit oh, um, accidents? I think it was Austria. Yeah, okay. So they did that. And now... Um, uh, India, okay, the sixth place in India. For centuries, pyramids have been believed to harness supernatural powers. Now the government of India is using this power to attempt to control traffic accidents. Taking is this the one off. where they? Is this the one where they put the stuff in the road? Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm sorry. So sorry to interrupt. Taking, oh no, no, you're quite right. Um, taking a cue from Austria, traffic officers have placed. A number of pyramids, actually they're like on the side of the roads or like where there's um, like a square in the middle of the road. They'll put it like in the, like, you know, like a, a town square kind of thing or whatever. 
um, on the corners. They put a number of pyramids on roads, and they, they started outside of town um, in high-traffic areas where there are a lot of accidents, and the amount has lowered immensely. So now they're going to be installing more in town near other accident-prone sites. Um, they are one – India is one of the highest um, traffic accident countries in the world. Just because, really? like, so many people, yeah, they say that, like, mm-hmm. so many people are starting to drive and they don't know what they're doing. And, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and, it, and it's so crowded, too. So and there's no just, laws, really. Yeah, yeah, there's no laws. So, yeah, so it's, it's one of the, the like, it, if not the highest accident-prone country, then it, it, is, it is one of them. So, um, but these pyramids, they're about a foot tall. And they have a copper bottom, and inside are five smaller pyramids. And um, as in Austria, the crash strikes um, are supposedly the result of negative energy. That's what they said in Austria. And, and this Vastu um, expert, Sushil Fatapuria, has agreed to do mm-hmm. this for India free of charge. And he said that he's going to energize the pyramids by transferring his positive thoughts to them and uh, hopes to see excellent results within the next six months. So good luck to him. I have something. I think the um, triangles and the pyramids, there's something about the, um, the those that are very mystical, and they they I think they do have some kind of energy um, flow or something. There's something about them. Although I did read something the other day about how Christians or a certain sect of Christians believe that um, pyramids are evil which I thought was so um, strange because they have so much energy um, associated with them. And, you know, that's why when I I got my wedding ring, it's like people are always like, oh, that's so unique. You know, it's a, actually a trillion. It's a triangle, basically. Mm-hmm. And I'm drawn to triangles and because I think there's so much energy in them. Well, yeah, definitely. Is it, was what it do like you think? geometry considered sacred? Because they study, it's a study of, well, mostly triangles. You know, all the angles oh. that they study, you know, you deal a lot with triangles. And I think it's considered like a sacred study. I think so, too. And, you know, and I'm all, I've gone to the, the threes, things that happen in threes, you know, like, mm-hmm. like three, six, nine, you know, even numbers that add up like 72. I'm drawn to those, like I'm drawn to three for some reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm drawn to 27. That's nine. So nine times three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, if you, um, add, I, if I, you I, add seven and two together, that's a nine, which is a three. Uh-huh. Yeah. And actually, I learned um, a couple weeks ago from a friend of mine. She's studying the um, – she's taking a Torah class. And she's studying numbers, the book of numbers. And oh. you're not supposed to you're not supposed to call God God. He is supposed to be called Jehovah or Al Shaddai or anything that mm. has three syllables, according to the book of numbers. Elohim. Hey, really? And that's why Jesus. Jesus he's not Jesus is not Jesus, he he is Yeshua. Yeshua. It's three syllables. Yep. Jesus. So yeah. Isn't that neat? Yeah, that is neat. Because I was thinking, like, 
I was trying to think, like, you know, like some um, Mexican um, Jesus is Jesus, but that's two syllables as well, Jesus. So I don't know. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's going to be one that's my craw for a while. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's one of those yeah. things that's going to stick in my craw for a while. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I like to tell people things that are going to stick in their craws. Half <laughs> <laughs> a while. <laughs> oh, and Brian of Kabbalah is saying you're supposed to vibrate the names too. I'm not sure what that means. Do you girls know what that means? Vibrate the names to do. It's something to do with the way it's pronunciated. I could not give you an example. Oh, <laughs> you can't. Oh, come on. Just do it on air. Well. <laughs> I'd end up spitting all over the microphone. It would be a big mess. Ah. <laughs> all right, I have two more stories. I'll speed through them because, wow, we have nine minutes left. Oh, he says sing yeah. them. You're sing them. That's interesting. All right, my, hmm. next, um, my next story, um, the Shag Harbor Museum um, that is somewhere over by Maine, um, has something to be proud of this year. Shag Harbor is the noted site of a crash of what many people believe to have been a UFO on October 4th, 1967, and attendance at the museum is up 70% this year than any other year. Yeah, and um, and they've have a lot. They've had a lot to overcome too because the usually there's a ferry from Maine to Yarmouth, and uh, there's no, they don't have that this summer. And usually they have cycling tours that come through town, and they don't have those either. So even without those, their their attendance has gone up 70%. Um, people are attending the museum in droves, and it just goes to prove that, man, the truth is out there, and people are seeking it, definitely. They, um, they're holding a UFO festival there um, August 6th and 7th of this year, and they're going to have boat rides out to the UFO crash site and a UFO symposium also during the festival. So that's going to be exciting. Um, actually, I don't know why I didn't put this in my, my story. Uh, what I read in the article was the guy that runs the, the museum, he actually went um, diving out by the crash site, and he says that there are um, round disc-shaped indents in, into the, in the sand that looks like something like round crashed into it at one point. Mm. Um, and he's going to go again this year and he's going to take photos. So mm. that's exciting. I don't know. Sounds a little hokey to me, but, <laughs> but, but it's, it's cool for them that, you know, they've had all that. Uh, and it, it's a free museum too. They don't charge oh. to come oh. in. Well, that's and, good. And, yeah. So, and they, you know, the the museum, you know, attendance is up 30%. I think that's amazing for them. So, good for them and good for um, Americans for wanting to know more. Well, no, you I know. meant like the um, the indentation in the sand. That sounds a little Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. It, it could be because you don't know what goes on down there under the water. You know, the waves might stir up the sand yeah. and make all kinds of stuff. So, you don't know. I mean, yeah. if he goes back and they're still there, then we might have something to talk about. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, stay on top of that one. Yeah, I will. Yeah, I will. (laughs) Now, my last story. Who doesn't want to lose weight nowadays? Come on. I I mean, I know I would like to. You guys? (laughs) 
I think Jeff yeah, will any I minute. Can, I can go for a few pounds. Oh, okay. I, I, I remember you seeing it on your Facebook, Amy, that you said that you wanted to start losing weight. So, well, now I, I actually found two chubby buddies for me. So, oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, right. now, now you can lose weight safely and easily using hypnotic virtual gastric band surgery. Oh, geez. What? Hypnotic virtual gastric band surgery. It really works. 36-year-old Emma Evely Anderton from England underwent um, six months ago this hypnosis treatment where they, like, just walk you through this painless non-surgical virtual lap dance. Or lap dance. Lap band dance? <laughs> lap band surgery. <laughs> and he, like, talks. <laughs> Boy, where's my mind tonight? I don't know. Um, <laughs> he walks you through the surgery and makes you. <laughs> he walks you through the surgery. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to get my mind off of that. All right. So the the hypnotist will walk you through the surgery and and make you think that you've just, you know, had lap band surgery. And she said that she wasn't able to eat very much afterwards, and um, she started having cravings for healthy foods rather than takeout, and Mm -hmm. she just started losing weight at the weight of three pounds a week because she had this procedure done. And then after, you know, a few weeks, she started feeling really good and energized and, you know, started jogging. And now she runs 30 minutes every morning, and she lost um, five dress sizes in six months. Well, dang it, this is what I posted about this the other day, about thinking yourself thin. This is exactly what I said. I said, you have to think yourself thin, and if you believe it, it's going to happen. So that's exactly what she's doing. Yeah, unfortunately, when I thought myself, then I thought myself away from my, uh, I I lost weight in the upper area as well. Oh, man. (laughs) It worked for me, though. I I did it. I convinced myself that that's what I wanted to do, and I went from, like, a 12 down to a 4. Oh, my God. I believe it. I believe Mm -hmm. it because when I was really into it, I, I lost, like, almost 10 pounds. And all you have to do is every time you eat, you affirm that it will make you a certain size that is energizing your body, and then you have to actually feel it. You can't just think it. You have to incorporate the thoughts into it. So you mm-hmm. have to have that feeling of if you can reach back into a time when you were that size, that's the best thing you can do, and just feel that how it feels. Yep. A suggestion yeah, is everything. It's all in your head. I think I was like eight, so I don't. I don't remember. I've been happy girl well, I mean, all my life. <laughs> Shannon, you're a pretty tall person, so you would probably want to, you know, like whatever size you want to think yourself, you know. Yeah. You, you, and also, you can you can set goals. Like you can say, all right, well, I'm going to think myself to this size, you know. And then once you get this size, you could probably visualize yourself being smaller. So then you can can reevaluate what, you know, I got like crazy with it and I let it go, slip out of my mind and then I started trying to get too drastic and if it's too far out of your mind's realm, if you can't ping it, if you can't like even fathom it, then it's not going to work. 
So you have to set reasonable goals. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense because I think I'm the most attractive when I'm a size 18. Um, well, see, that's all you have people. Yeah, and that sounds big, that sounds big to some people, but I'm very tall, and I have the kicking curves. And when I'm a size 18, I am a goddess. Proportionate. Yeah, very proportionate. And, you feel um, good at that size. You feel sexy and you feel good. So every time that you put any food into your mouth, just affirm that that's the size that it's going to make you be. And, you know, and, and, and actually it does make you want to work out. It does kind of, like, alter your, like, perception, like, oh, hey, I'm going to, you know, like I did my step for 30 minutes again today. You know, it kind of makes you, it gives you energy, and it kind of, like, like gives you ink to it. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm reading what Brian is stating. He says he's, he's, he thinks it's wonderful about the food manifestations. And if you think about it, people only gain weight as they eat. They think, this is unhealthy, or I'm going to gain weight from this. That's yep. true. I mean, you, you eat a Sunday and you're like, oh, my God, this is so freaking unhealthy, but I'm loving every bit of it. Yeah. And I feel guilty so, about it. So why not just enjoy it and affirm that this is going to make me the size that I want to be and that it's going to convert into um, nutrients, cal- calories that is going to fuel my body. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I believe in it. Mm-hmm. It's working for me because I, I stopped doing it and I immediately put the weight back on and now it's starting to come off. So, oh, same here. Yeah. Okay. Oh, good for you. Well, I started last week when I I, um, I had stomach flu for two days. So um, I didn't have a single Coca-Cola for like three or four days. And I just kind of, I, I've had like three. I used to drink like a huge 46-ounce fountain pop every morning. Hello? Wow. Really? Oh, okay. Oh, it's, uh, I guess we're not streaming anymore. Oh, we're not? Okay, well, let's, um, I tried to, um, extend the show. So let's, Eric, so, oh, because I, I did the show, so hopefully, um, tell Brian to refresh and he should be able to hear us. So, all right, so let's go ahead and announce our announcement and then we can go into, um, a song and then, you know, let the show go. Um, who, who wants to announce it? You want me to? Is that? Okay, I I am so pleased to announce, um, probably like two or three weeks ago, I was sitting at lunch with a friend's daughter, and um, I got this text from Eric Dion, who is actually Jess's husband, and uh, because we had um, been talking about Jess being a, no, 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 we hadn't talked about that yet. Um, He asked (laughs) if, we hadn't talked about that yet. He asked if we were interested in moving over to Parax Radio. And I said, yes, we were very interested in it, but we couldn't, there was no time slots open and um, and there was an issue with producing and whatnot. And um, Eric kindly said, well, there's some spots open and let me see if I can, you know, weave my magic and I'll be your producer. And I was like, oh, Really? And um, I knew that Jeff had been on the show before, and I said, this was like a few days later, I had this idea that I said, well, why doesn't Jeff come on for the month of July and be our guest co-host? And Jess was very excited, and she said, yes, I'd love to do that. 
And so Jackson co-hosted a couple times, and it's working out so well that Jess is going to be our other co-host along with Shannon Overland. So we're going to alternate. It's going to be myself, Shannon, and Jess. And, of course, Shannon's going to be doing the Paraworld News forever because she's so good at it. But there's yes. going to be an alteration. And we, Parawoman Scream Radio, drum roll, please, <laughs> are moving over to ParaX Radio. Um, we're going to be airing on Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific Time, and starting July 20th. And our first guest will be Michelle Tomlinson. She is a um, screen queen extraordinaire, and we're really excited to have her. And so we're moving over there. So if you want to stay with um, Pair Women Scream Radio, and we're actually going to continue to air on Blog Talk Radio. I'll still run the shows on Thursdays, but we'll be live on Tuesdays. And so if you're interested in coming into the chat room, because Pair X has a wonderful chat room, you can come in to Pair X Radio, which is www.para-x.com. So that's the big news. Woohoo! And you said that starts this coming Tuesday. This coming Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. What? Okay. Cool. <laughs> so you're going to have three three hosts. This is with the most. This is. Um, there will never be like um, three of us on interviewing at the same time. There, you know, when Shannon comes on to do the news, um, there will be three of us. But um, it'll either be like myself and Shannon, um, myself and Jess, Jess and Shannon. You know, um, that it's not going to ever be like we're all three of us because I think it gets a little confusing when there's three people interviewing one person. But um, we'll be rotating, and um, you'll get all three of us. And um, although Shannon has the responsibility of always doing the news, because I believe Shannon is so good at it that I don't want anyone else to do the news, and I'm sure Jess agrees. Yes, I definitely agree. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. So that's that's it. And also, the fabulous Eric Dion will be our producer, so we're excited about that. He's a good button. Sure. Yeah. And we're going to be a one-hour format um, for to start with. So we're going to be one hour, so there will be one guest on per show. And uh, so we'll have, uh, you know, the format will be like the guest, um, radio, or music, and the the news. And um, so I'm really happy. I think that this is a good step and a huge step for Pair Women Scream Radio. I agree. I agree. And people are probably wondering about Beverly, and Beverly's going to come on. She's going to kind of talk. We're not angry. We're not fighting. There's no falling out. Um, there's just some circumstances with Beverly where she's unable to continue, and she's going to come on and uh, talk about that. And um, she's welcome to come on anytime. And, and you know, like this probably this happened with the other guests, the, uh, the other hosts. And but really, truly, there is no bad feelings at all. This is something that Beverly could not control. It's beyond her circumstances. And she's going to come on and talk about it. And she's welcome back anytime. So um, amazing. Yeah, we truly, dearly love Beverly Van Pelt. Yes, yes, we do. So that's the news. Woohoo! Woo! <laughs> Can I get a woo woo? <laughs> woo woo! 
So next week we will have Michelle Tomlinson, supersized. Not even love her. Yes, you haven't met um, uh, Michelle yet, Jess, but you're gonna love her because she is so funny. So, um, us and Shannon, thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. And uh, next week, um, be looking for us. We'll um, also be putting that up in all our um, our web pages. And um, oh, one more thing, I wanted to tell everyone: um, if you haven't checked out the League of Extraordinary Women of Paranormal uh, and Horror blog, Jess and Shannon and myself and a whole slew of other women are blogging on it. So be sure to check it out. It's www. It's very long. The League of Extraordinary Women of Paranormal and Horror.com. Check it out. It's a great blog. Um, we've got some um, great people blogging on there right now. Um, for example, there's um, a vampire blog that's going on there. There's um, Women of Villainy. Um, I just did a Magic 8-Ball blog. So just go out there if you're interested in reading um, about women in paranormal and horror. And um, it's a great blog. And I'm proud of it, excited. And be sure to check that out. So ladies. Next week, same time. No, different time, different location. <laughs> yes, different that channel. <laughs> Everything's different. But Thursday, um, the, that week, I will definitely upload, and you will be hearing the same thing that happened on Tuesday. So the people on Blog Tech Radio will not miss out on our podcast. Excellent. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. Thank I you. I love you all. Love you too, Amy. <laughs> okay. Bye, everyone. Have a All right, fabulous. Bye. You've been listening to Para Women Radio. So for Amy Williamson, Shannon Overland, and Beverly Van Pelt, join us next week as we talk to more extraordinary women in the paranormal. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time.